Friends, welcome back to Open to Everything. Today, I'm with the long-term homie. We're going to be talking about money's value, financial literacy, social security. If you ever wondered what a trillion dollars looks like, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to give you a visual on some cryptocurrency, some stock talk. So without further ado, Space Cowboys back. Back? Back for the first time, maybe. Back for the first time, yeah. Back for the first time. Back like... into my life for the millionth time. We've had, a, we've had a long ride, man. Hey, it's a Halloween special. I'm going to be throwing out yellow cards, red cards. Did, do you see Space Cowboy right now? This is not PG-13. I mean, I think you look great. Yeah. Sandy pants. We went to college together at LSU. I didn't physically hate him. Well, uh, <laughs> damn it. That's not even true. It was all out of love. And see, you're you, still here. You just had to make sure I wasn't a huge bitch. I agree. That's kind of the point of it all, right? Tell them the story that backfired on me. Which one? About the... <laughs> there's been a lot. There's, been a, there's been a couple, Particularly bro. where I was telling you uh, every grade that you got below 100. Ah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Eric was my, was my big brother in the fraternity. Uh, the first semester of my freshman year, that he was going to be checking my grades because he wanted to make sure I was academically successful, right? Make sure I, was I didn't want to person. hang out or have to deal with somebody that was some, not not some the smartest guy. D average loser, right? Yeah. You got, hey, if out. you had D's, you're not a loser. You just didn't didn't care. You're just hot. Or you're hot. Yeah. <laughs> Every grade point on a test below a hundred, I had to do some punishment. I think it was like a minute of bows and toes or something like yeah, that. Yeah, while while I kicked the soccer ball. Yeah. So you told me that I uh, I had to turn my test scores into you. And for Adam, well, just that was the only good idea. Adds insult to injury. Yeah. So it kind of got me fired up, right? Because like I didn't really know you very well at the time. You're just like assigned as my big brother. I was like, <laughs> I was like this motherfucker. What the fuck does he think he you gotta is? Earn your way checking, in, yeah. checking my test scores and everything. Yeah. But uh, I decided I was gonna like kill you with kindness in, in some sense, right? I was gonna, right. I was gonna, I was gonna piss you off the right way about the whole situation because I wasn't gonna let you fuck with me. So I studied super hard for my first test, and uh, there was the possibility on the test for extra credit. I worked real hard, you know, and I ended up getting an, uh, above 100% on the test. <laughs> so I got, I got a, I think it was 103 if I remember. So I kind of just results. sat back and like waited for you to say something just to yeah. like see if you were going to go after it. <laughs> and so you look at me and you ask me about my test scores and you're normally, yo, hey, 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 you got your test, eh? <laughs> And I go, well, uh, well, I got 103. So does that mean that you do three minutes of bows and toes? Um, I had to have had some smart-ass remark. I have no idea what you said afterwards. but I, I probably would have been like, fuck off, dude. But I do know that after I told you that, you never asked me about a single test score ever again. Learned a lesson. <laughs> this, guy was, this guy was smart. Which actually leads uh, into what we're going to start talking about. Uh, what are we going to talk about tonight? Well, he's a stonk person. Stonks. He likes stonks and cryptocurrency, and uh, he works in the finance game. Buttcoin. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a commercial banker. I work for a bank in town, um, somewhere between a regional bank and a community bank. And, right on. Uh, I work with a lot of the businesses around here. and I wish they let you dress like that to go to work. That'd be cool. Yeah, I don't think some of my clients would like that. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think they'd be, I don't think they'd be into it. 
That's some bullshit. Yeah, well, you have your like professional life and you have your work life, right? Um, and the two don't really overlap. Like when mm -hmm. I go to work, I'm, I'm working and I'm doing that thing, and I don't really. You're different from when you interact with people professionally versus your personal life. Is it different? Because I don't feel that like I'm a different Not person. Me. There are just certain things that I talk about in certain contexts when I go to work. When I go to work, I put on clothes that are, you know, think about it outside. Like, I like the people that I work with, but we're not really friends. Like, if I, like, brought anyone that I work with, like, into our friend group, like, when we go on, like, crazy camping trips and right. festivals and stuff. No, there's like, a, there's, like, a delineation between the two. And it's not like that one is right or wrong. It's just one's appropriate for one time and one's appropriate for another. I agree. Yeah. And we probably all are like that. Um somewhat professional right jeans and a button down or something like that some 70 dollars slacks from hager Ooh. are they 70 bucks my like, slacks are they under are they under or over 70 bucks? definitely over 70 dollars yellow card you i'm getting yellow carded for that <laughs> he does not need to buy pants that are over 50 bucks <laughs> no, that's my limit is 50 dollars. No, all right all right I, I take it back i saw the instant replay there's uh it's not that i'm even a different person man it's that there are certain things that we talk about and there's certain things that we go after. Mm. And those are just the topics of conversation. And I don't like flash the tattoos and flash my fucking spacesuit and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. A bunch of the people I work with are super weird too, man. Tattoos and in the closet or out of the closet or, you know, wearing crazy shit on the weekends and going to music festivals and parties and stuff like that. Like, it's just, it's not that there's anything wrong with any of that. It's that, there's uh, in the industry, certain people only project certain parts of themselves uh, for real or perceived reasons for getting through their day and being successful in their career. Hmm. And that's all it is. It's hard to be someone that I'm not. That's probably why I've gotten fired from four or five jobs in the past because I don't do what a corporate person would want me to do. So then they're mad at me and they you go just home. You just run your mouth, else. man. Oh, I listen. I'm going to listen hard on this next one. You'll listen hard here. All right. Listen hard, hard. But no, uh, <laughs> that's what actually, the yellow cards for. All right. Well, two yellow cards. That means you're out. Like you're yeah, out of the game. We're in my apartment. You're going to kick me out of my apartment. <laughs> Is this your apartment? <laughs> oh yeah, it's a different background than the other episodes. Isn't that crazy? But uh, you, you told me something recently. Uh, since you work in the money game and work with a bunch of numbers digitally and, and in real life, as we all do. Uh, there was like a perspective where it started from, hey, you know, it started off as the barter system when we were trading bananas for apples or mm -hmm. whatever it is. So take us, take us along the timeline of money and what you think about it now. $100 bills that make up 10000 like a stack, it's like that thick, right? Okay, that's $10,000. I mean, what are we in? $22 trillion of debt? I, I don't think anybody I, can I think we're closer to 27 now, maybe? What does that even mean? Well, what is a trillion dollars? <laughs> What is a billion dollars? Nine hundred ninety-nine billion dollars. Like, okay, I can visualize. It's like thousands. Of I can Jeff visualize Bezos. a stack of like of like dollar bills in my wallet, right? Mm -hmm. You're growing that exponentially to get to a billion, to get to a trillion, right? Like, what is the space that it takes up? I saw like an info thing on online somewhere. A billion dollars stacked on pallets of cash and hundred dollar bills would fill up this entire apartment, this entire living room. A billion? Just in cash. And that's a billion, right? That doesn't seem like a lot. So if a you don't think <laughs> a, a billion whole, dollars is a lot. You don't think a whole apartment full of hundred dollar bills is a lot? It's a ton of money. 
But here's the point. A trillion yeah. is a thousand billions, right? A thousand of these apartments. Yeah. And you start scaling. So 27 right? trillion is 27 thousand of these apartments that means you couldn't take the whole you guys online can't see this building but it's 27 stories tall so you couldn't fit all of the cash that america is in debt in in this entire apartment building that we're in man that's just it's crazy scope right like it boggles the brain all right, I'm gonna have to give a red card to America because that is just. <laughs> I thought I was giving a red card. My heart sank a little bit, man. No, 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 no. no you're good. That, this isn't your fault. But no, it, it's it's crazy when you visualize 27 trillion is basically a Trump Tower worth of uh, money that we owe to other people. It's a skyscraper of money. You basically said everything is just not everything, but money is essentially made up because it started from hey, I'm gonna give you this because I see the value and it's worth this. Or even Bitcoin, how's it worth, what is it, 14,000 today? What is it? US dollar is the world's currency. When will it not be? Or is there a number? Or When like, will the US dollar not be, not be the reserve currency of the world? Not today. Probably not this year. Probably not in the next five years. But is it, is it like feasible? Like the euro be in the world currency or the yen? Well, sure. I, I don't been, know how There that have works. been a number of reserve currencies throughout the history of the world. Um, and it's typically... Uh, the reserve currency of the world, we, we act like there's one reserve currency and then everyone else is holding only those things. That's not really the case. Typically, we, when we talk about reserve currencies, we talk about what people have invested in to save their money over the long term. And some of the best places to do that are typically government bonds because they're very safe and stable and secure. They don't typically fluctuate in value very much. And until somewhat recently, they paid you a decent interest rate as well. Now interest rates are effectively zero all around the world, so that's not really what people do with it. It's not tangible, but mm -hmm. it is worth something. Mm -hmm. And what makes it worth something is people, it's the demand. Yeah, it's, the, it's the market forces of supply and demand. So I don't know what the question is, but maybe you'll, you know me well enough to know where maybe I'm getting I, at. Maybe I can figure the question out for you. But if we're 27 trillion in debt, if we're 50 trillion in debt, if we're 100 trillion, what, what, what does the number actually mean in terms of value, the holdings in those currencies, uh, those government bonds, and you can say that people are saving or using those currencies. Uh, and so if you, if you put like a pie chart together of all the currencies in the world, all the reserve currencies, the U.S. is really big, but people are also using things like the euro and the yen, etc., the British pound. Stuff like that. Um, so there's not like a single reserve I currency, saw a guy and it's that not made something. Eighty billion pounds recently. You know what that means? Yeah. How many is eighty billion pounds? I, I don't know. No how many idea. is eighty billion dollars? We're back on the same topic, right? Exactly. Um, so there's not a reserve currency. It's what people save and invest in. And over the last what is it, twenty twenty? Um, 80 years, roughly, people have mostly been using uh, the United States dollar. And that goes back to World War II, when after World War II, America was the only country that was the only productive first world country that was left uh, somewhat intact in its productive capacity. Japan was destroyed, China was destroyed, and all of Europe and Russia was destroyed. Hmm. Um, and there were no other developed nations besides the United States that could uh, effectively build things, sell things, uh, and rebuild the world. And that's what, the, that's what America did hmm. after World War II, is we went and tried to instill democracy, trade, uh, trade agreements, defense agreements, etc., all around the world to find uh, some semblance of peace and order in a world that had been 
decimated by war. So as part of that, the United States uh, built and received what, what's been called uh, its most exorbitant privilege. And what that is, is that most foreign currency transactions around the world, uh, the, base, the base currency is still uh, the American dollar. That's why we use it today. People are trading in the United States dollar all around the world. And those are actually terms of the agreements that we saw, the trade agreements that we set up around the world after World War II. But a lot of people uh, didn't know that. I didn't know that. So that's why the other reason we use it today is America is still the most stable, most secure country in the world um, in terms of its military might and ability to defend the value of its dollar. Do we owe $27 trillion to other countries, or do we owe $27 trillion to ourselves? Or it's, like a, it's a good question, um, but a lot of it is to ourselves. It's uh, American citizens and institu institutions and retirement funds, That's uh, including Social Security. American Social Security is one of the yeah. single largest uh, holders of government debt. So a huge swath of it is just money we owe to ourselves and to our own institutions and to our own government moving money back and forth as an accounting identity. And then the rest of it is owed to f other countries. And you can break all this down. There's statistics online. I haven't looked at it in a couple of years. Wow. I've never dived into this at all, but it almost seems like because we owe a lot of money to Social Security, what the fuck are you doing? We're in the middle of this. The camera's on you, right? Like, can't you just focus the camera? This guy's being an asshole. Can't you just edit this? <laughs> yeah. You were sitting over here telling me, telling me all this stuff about how in post-production you can do this and you can do that, and you got multiple Maybe cameras, I'll just... and you got multiple cameras, and you can merge it or not. What am I? So I'm done. I'm kicked out of my own. No, now? this is a yellow card. It means you stop talking back. This is insubordination at its finest. I've gotten fired for this before, so I know what it's like. But. You're not my boss. I'm the ref of the game. The game is this. That I thought that was the costume. <laughs> All right, so I'm probably so, not going to edit any of that out. Sorry about that little frustration, that we, the little tiff that we have. <laughs> this is kind of our, our relationship. We've been, we've been best friends. We're like an old married years. couple. Yeah, we've only fought weird. once in our life, like actually not like okay real with thoughts. each other. Yeah. Of course it was over a girl. And it was of course, over, was and of over course girl. the girl wasn't, wasn't worth fighting over. If we owe Social Security, is that why people are so frustrated? Like, don't raise my taxes. I already put into Social Security. If they raise our taxes, we have to pay more into the debt that we owe that we've already been paying, right? Like, when they say Social Security may not be here when we're, what does that mean? Is, does Social Security go bankrupt? What, what does that even mean? Yeah, so it's a... Um... It's a projection over time of the money Social Security expects to receive versus the money they expect to put out. Um, and when you look at that over a long enough run, they're going to have to put out more money than they currently receive. Uh, that does not mean that Social Security is going broke or won't be there. Um, there are pretty simple things you can do to the structure of Social Security that are typically politically very unpopular that easily solve the issue. Um, this is Voss. Boss. This is Boss. Boss. Hey How are you? Boss with a V. No, it's Boss with a V. Boss with a V. No. V with a Boss. 
Okay, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, cat. So there are things that we can do really easily to remedy this, like decrease the amount that we pay out to any given individual. That's politically unpopular because these people paid in expecting a certain payout and they're not going to get it anymore, right? Mm -hmm. um, the other thing you can do is you can raise taxes, uh, social security taxes, to help uh, finance those inflows. Now, raising taxes is also politically unpopular because you don't want to be taxed more. Right? Mm -hmm. um, and then there's the, there's the political and demographic discussion of... Um, the older voters are typically the ones that don't want to see their benefits reduced mm. um, because they're the ones who are getting paid out of Social Security, and the younger voters are typically the ones that don't want to see their taxes raised because they're the ones paying into Social Security, right? Mm. Um, so there can be an old-young divide here mm. that is uh, that can be more real than the left-right divide in some sense. Right. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question? It does. It's interesting. Right. Has it always been this polarized? Because I feel like this is... A very monumental. It's time hard in to say because I wasn't around more sure. than thirty years ago, and I was wasn't a functioning adult until well, I'm still not a functioning adult. That's a different story. <laughs> uh, but when I talk to you know uh, some of the old timers, they say no. They say it hasn't always been this way, and so I just kind of lean on them and say, yeah, if that's if that's their opinion, I generally believe it. <laughs> um, that it hasn't always been this way. It seems that social media is really dividing us. It seems that, you know, we, 20 years ago, we were looking at the dawn of what we were calling the information age. Um, the internet was really starting to take uh, a widespread foothold around the world. Um, and we were looking at all these new methods of communication, uh, you know, the email and the internet and the cell phones. And then we put the internet on the cell phones. Sorry, buddy. Um, then we put the internet on the cell phones, we had social media, and we thought for a long time that this was a really good thing, right? That we had all of this access to information. Uh, now we're inundated with information. Uh, and we're inundated with information that masquerades, we're inundated with opinions that masquerade as facts. We're inundated with uh, literally disinformation. Uh, we're inundated with political rhetoric. Fake news. Fake news, man. This is um, fake news. We're not really here. I'm fake news. You're <laughs> fake news. Your fucking yellow cards are fake news for sure. <laughs> for sure fake news. Um, but there's so much information out there that we have an incredibly difficult time knowing for real what is true. We don't know anymore. We used to have institutions and in the news media, etc., and politicians that had some degree of, you know, uh, societal trust. Hmm. We used to believe what they said. Like the newspapers stated the news, right? Like that they weren't the necessarily idea. like, hey, we're leaning this way or we're leaning that way. It was mm -hmm. just, this is what's happening. Bare facts, the American people can decide what they want to That's what I'm from told. But then when I look at history, you know, there was also the period of yellow journalism um, where things like this, you know, coincided with the widespread uh, publication and adoption of newspapers. Uh, there was, you know, all there were all sorts of newspapers out there that had, you know, different differing levels of journalistic integrity. And that's still the case. Um, but I think it makes it really hard to have really thoughtful discussions about politics 
uh, and policy decisions and politicians uh, in an age where most news consumption, most political news consumption, comes from very quick sound bites on your cell phone, uh, from institutions that maybe haven't, that maybe don't deserve large degrees of trust. And this isn't meant to be a, uh, a partisan comment either way. I think that there's a lot of bad information on both sides of the aisle. Hmm. All right, so we talked about um, money a little bit. We talked about politics a little bit. So that was it? We did the thing we wanted to do? That's it for us. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Sorry, we, we don't have more time to talk about everything that we always talk about. We're quarantining, baby. We're trying to be responsible, man. Being responsible. We're trying to. Mm -hmm. I, th I thought really highly of a couple of people. Um, you know, I was invited to a couple parties, and I think people, once they saw what, what was going on with coronavirus, they... Uh, they made the right decision, in my opinion, to, to cancel the parties because they said it's, this just isn't the right time to be doing something like this. And I, and I really respect people for making those decisions. Mm -hmm. they don't. Thanks again for tuning back in, friends. Until next time, thank you, Ryan, for being on the podcast today. And if you want, press that follow, press the subscribe. Go check out the YouTube channel for more info and longer segments. Thanks again. Much love. Until next time.